Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership advisory firm. We create talent-centered organizations for founders and CEOs who either don't have the capacity or don't have a talent-centered organization currently. We are committed to supporting your culture and values by facilitating the creation of a healthy, successful company with the best talent, retention, and succession strategies, as well as providing leadership coaching. Stick around till the end of the show, and we'll tell you how you can be our next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building successful companies in just 15 to 20 minutes. Here we go. Welcome, Heather Davis-Lamb, to the Authentically Successful Podcast. Welcome. Could you please introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do to our listeners? Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, Rosemary. Thank you so much. So my name is Heather Davis-Lamb. I'm currently the founder and CEO of Revenue Ops LLC, which is a revenue operations consulting company. And what we do is we help other companies with their people and processes, their technology and their data and analytics. And we help them use those things in order to grow their business and really scale up their companies. Data analytics. My husband does that. I mean, he geeks out on Excel sheets like nobody. And I just look at it in my mind. Oh, my mind hurts just looking at it. I don't understand how you guys can do that, but it makes the biggest difference in somebody's business when you can have a professional like yourself look at all this boring data, mind-blowing data. It becomes actually exciting data because when you see the numbers then you have a clear idea in what direction you can go in other than trying to just like throw spaghetti at the wall. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where it gets. Ex- I honestly am excited by looking at those numbers. I'm like, ooh, what's their conversion rate today? And is this going up or is this going down? What's the trend? Where are we forecasting for things? So yeah, I know that data numbers, they're not for everybody, but I certainly love that piece. And being able to take something like an Excel spreadsheet and build it into a database where it can automatically do those calculations for you, that's really where our strengths lie. And that we're able to automate a lot of these processes that people were doing manually before so that they can save time and focus on the fun stuff, which is looking at all those fun numbers and figuring out what to do next. (laughs) Thank God for you number geeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All you people that were not probably popular in school are certainly popular today. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get started in this business? Uh, it's kind of a strange thing. I, you might see behind me, I had some uh, some different instruments that are back there. Uh, way back in the day, I was actually a professional musician, and I used to play drums, and I ended up starting a business, uh, a music business, and decided, oh, I need to get to know a little bit more about how to run a business, because I don't know anything about that piece of it. So I ended up in school, wound up getting an MBA and a Master of Science in Marketing, and when I was at University of South Florida, I was helping to teach their basic marketing class, which had 440 students in it. And so 440 students, I mean, that's a lot of data to try to handle in a, each one of those different classes. So I got really introduced into databases and working with large data sets and how to get all of that into the system. And that took me to my next role where I wound up doing a whole lot of uh, data and analytics and working in different types of databases, whether it be Oracle or, or different um, like marketing and sales databases, got introduced to Salesforce 
Salesforce. And once I learned about what Salesforce is and what it can do, uh, that was it. I was hooked. I, I was totally in, ended up doing a lot in the revenue operations world and ended up building a business in the end after working for a couple of different SaaS startups and, and helping people put their data and technology in place. I said, you know what? I love doing this part of it. This part of the job is really for me. I want to be able to help other people with the knowledge that I've learned over the years of being able to build out these different technology stacks. And that's where my company was born from. So it was really Wow. Fun. So how many people do you have on staff to, in order to go through all of this data that you guys get? You'd be surprised. There's six of us right now. So it's not a whole ton of us, but that's partly because we've learned how to automate and make it so that you don't need to have a ton of people in order to be able to get those data and analytical insights out of what you currently have. So we've been able to create efficiencies within our own business and also help others create those same efficiencies within their business so that you can work with more of a lean team and be able to really maximize your ROI because you're not having to spend all this extra money on you know, either projects that could be automated or by having new people added to your headcount to do these, these projects that you were doing manually before. So that's really why we're here to help out. That is pretty mind-blowing that it's only six people. It's, it blows my mind how one person can handle millions of files of data. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what we specialize in. It's crazy. How much data do you guys get on a regular basis? Well, it kind of depends on the clients that we're working with. Like sometimes we're working with some of our SMB clients that really have, you know, smaller data sets. So, so you're looking at maybe 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 records. But then we also work with more enterprise level companies that are working with, you know, 500,000, a million, 3 million records. So it kind of depends on on what com- the company is and what they're trying to go for, what's their target market as to how much data they're going to have. And then we take that and we help them build those systems so that all of the different systems talk to each other and we can get those true insights instead of having to wade through millions of records all the, all the time. Can you share a story or an example of maybe a small business that you know has the small 10,000? <laughs> That's a lot of files, um, files that came to you that were struggling, needed your services and the outcome of that when they worked with you and how it improved their business. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I I will share that I can't share their name because right. of the NDA, but we did have one client and they happened to have all of their data in a couple of different systems. And the problem was none of the data was talking to each other. They didn't have it consolidated in one place. So their sales team really wasn't getting their insights that they needed. They weren't getting the information that they needed in order to have relevant conversations with their particular prospects. And so what we ended up doing was we migrated them off of those platforms forms and we migrated them into a combination of uh, Pardot for a marketing automation platform and Salesforce for a CRM. And we were able to set it up to where all of the data was flowing from their marketing automation platform into their CRM so that their sales team could see when was somebody opening an email, when was somebody, uh, you know, what were they opening, what were they receiving, were they reading a white paper, were they attending an event, um, what was happening. And so we were able to get that kind of consolidated down. And then the sales team said, oh, hey, can you help us out? What we do want to do is we also want to do some outreach and we want to track to see what 
and templates are working the best for our emails. So we ended up helping them implement a sales enablement platform called SalesLoft, where they could build up the templates themselves within their, their platform, and they could automate when somebody came in from their marketing automation platform into their CRM, it would be automatically pulled into their sales enablement platform, and the emails were sent out that were um, automatic on their behalf with their name on it that were personalized to this person with what they were interested in, and then they could track to see who was opening it, who was clicking it, and what was most effective messaging. And so by doing that, they were able to really scale up the number of people that they were reaching out to, and they went from just being able to do a couple hundred a week, now it's been scaled up, so now they can actually deal with you know larger volumes of like a thousand a week and, and plus, and they, it, that allowed them to be able to spend more time looking for more people in their target market to introduce to their product that they weren't able to spend before. Wow. Wow. How long is that process for like a small business to get to that? Because there's a lot of like things that happen along the way, I would imagine that says, oh, this isn't working. Let's let's do this. You might want to try this because this has worked for other clients. How long does it usually take Usually it's not all that long, but it also depends on how many systems we're trying to kind of smash together. <laughs> a lot of our SMB clients will start with just kind of a core platform. So having a CRM is really one of the most important things that you can do. If you have a CRM like Salesforce, Sales Cloud, then what you can do is you're consolidating all of that information that you used to have on spreadsheets. You're now putting it into a single place, into a single data source where you can go in and you can run reports and you can do data and analytics and you can keep track of things without having to go look on a calendar over here or remember <laughs> what the name of that spreadsheet was over there. And it's all available since it's on the cloud to your entire team. So you can open up the visibility to the data so that anybody who needs it has access to it. From there, then you can start to build on other things like maybe decide whether you want to add on a marketing automation platform or add on a sales enablement platform or add on like a CPQ that allow you to build quotes and things like that. So you can start kind of building it out. To implement like a just a plain sales cloud CRM, usually we're looking at about a two-week time frame where we get a chance to kind of interview our clients, figure out what it is they're looking for. We usually have suggestions of what to build based on like different spreadsheets they show us or other other data sources that they've collected. We build that out, and then from there you can just continue to add on. If you do other things like add on a marketing automation platform or sales enablement, then usually it adds on a couple more weeks, um, and that, that's for our normal SMB size. So um, going to a CRM from not having a CRM is huge for small and medium businesses, really big. It's very uncomfortable. It's changed. None of us like change. <laughs> um, and finding one actually that works because there's a lot of CRMs out there. Um, do you train them and then send them off at some point to where they can operate it on their own? Or do you run it for them? Because there's some people, they just don't want to do the back end stuff. They want to do the fun stuff. They want to talk to their customers. They might want to be the person that likes to sell or they might have a salesperson. But most people are usually not geeking out on the back end of the CRM. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. So we do it in multiple different ways. Every time we do an implementation, there's always some sort of a training component. And what we end up training the team on depends on what their goals are. If they want to be completely self-sufficient, then we might focus more of the training on these are the things that you need to do in order to maintain your database, in order to add new fields, in order to create reports, all of the things that a regular admin would need to know on a basic level. Plus, we'll point them to instructions that are out on 
on the internet, like uh, this is how you build this, or this is how you can get practice on creating this type of thing in your database. Now, then there are other clients that we have that say this, they're like, I don't want to touch the system. Like, this is <laughs> not for me. I just want you to run it. And that's perfectly fine. We have those clients as well. And so with clients like that, after the implementation's over, usually what we do is we set up a managed package service with them where it's a certain number of either hours per week or per month. And we are the ones who end up maintaining their system for them. So whenever they have a request, they can you know, put in a ticket to our ticketing system and we'll get those things created. We've got various members of our team who are available in order to be like a dedicated representative to that particular client. And then also if they have larger projects that they want to scope out, then we're always available to have that conversation and talk about whether it makes sense to use that in their managed package hours or set up a separate SOW for that. So building your business, when in your business did you know that you needed to add employees and what does your leadership style look like managing six employees, which probably manage quite a few accounts? <laughs> that That's absolutely true. I would say it was when I started noticing that, uh, and this was pretty early on in the business, I had way too much work to handle. That's when I was like, all right, I better start you know, getting more people looped into this. Luckily, it was pretty early on. I I had built some good relationships with prior co-workers, so it was really easy to say, hey, I know that you, we used to work together over here. You want to come work for me over here? So I was able to bring in some people nice. pretty easily, which was great. And we were able to establish that good working relationship because we had years of experience of working together at other companies. So that was good. But knowing when to expand out the business, that's probably one of the trickiest things to figure out because you don't want to overextend yourself. I'm always looking at the bottom line, trying to figure out what is our pipeline look like? Are we going to have enough money to be able to support all of these people? And so as a business owner, that's always in the back of my mind. Like, what are we doing? What do we have for salaries? What's coming in the door? What's going to be our, our recurring revenue from our different managed package clients? And so trying to figure that out and what's the right time, that's always the the hard piece. And, and it was really tough to kind of like pull the trigger on that. But I knew that if I didn't, then we were going to get burnt out and it was going to be a problem. And so really, I try to take a look at the workload we have that in our CRM. So I'm able to manage like the number of clients that are each one of our consultants are assigned to. So we can see what's the workload, how many hours do they have, what are they logging in regards to projects, what are our due dates, and what do we have forecasted in the pipeline so that I know what's on the horizon versus what we currently have in the bank and what's been closed. And so I'm able to manage all of that, you know, just by looking at the data that we have and having those conversations with my employees. And then as a management style, I am not a micromanager. Like I, I don't have time for that. Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> Plus it's not helpful anyway. And so usually my particular style is I will try to pull in people who either have really um, like a strong background in a particular area and I'll tend to pair them up with each other so that they can learn from each other. So if I have one consultant that has like a little bit of, of knowledge in marketing cloud and one who's really strong, I'll pair the two of them up together and put them both on a particular project project so the one who isn't so strong can gain the skills from learning from the the newer person the one who is more established who happens to have like that background and 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 that um you know that certification that's there so then they both learn they both get better they're both able to help the client but yet you have someone who's more senior overseeing the project and then i kind of try to keep in touch we do one-on-ones for our individual you know each one of my uh, employees so that i can hear from them like how are things going are there any blockers is there anything I can do. And I have a real open door policy. Like they know just 
just to ping me if there's any ever a question, a problem, a concern, and I'm willing to sit down and talk to them at any time. That's really nice. That's a great way to grow your business. Um, I love the mentorship that you put in place for them. That's brilliant because it saves you from doing more training and it makes them feel better about themselves and build their confidence and do better work for you and your clients. That's fantastic. Um, How can people reach out to you, Heather? Uh, The easiest way is you can send us an email, contact at revenueopsllc.com, or you can visit our website at uh, revenueopsllc.com. Thank you so much for adding so much value to this podcast for our listeners. Um, I've learned a lot. I hope that they have learned a lot. And please reach out and connect with Heather. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and I hope to hear from you all soon. Carol Schultz here. Thank you so much for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit www.verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, would you please share this episode on LinkedIn? You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter and let them know about the show and include the hashtag authentically successful. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, please go to my website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.